A little while ago, I turned down an invitation to go to the Tampa Bay Lightning game. They were in the playoffs. The only time anyone pays attention to hockey in the city of Tampa, and yet I was unable to attend. Hi, this is Steve, and you're listening to Ministry During the Disruption. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Joining me is our senior playoffs correspondent, Kyle Lee. Hey, Kyle, what's up? Playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? We're talking about playoffs, not practice. So I actually, unfortunately, had to say no to going to a playoff game. My family was moving. I wasn't going to be able to carve out the time. Just sadness, lots and lots of sadness. But before this conversation, Kyle, I have to admit, I had to hop on Twitter and find out if the Tampa Bay Lightning are still in the playoffs. I just have a hard time following hockey baseball, basketball. It's just really, really tough. And I think you've got a take for us about that very topic. I do. I do. First, the Bruins, the Celtics, the Red Sox, best teams ever. That's my first take because, you know, I'm a super biased Boston fan. I don't know. I pretty much think like of all the Boston teams, you just listed the not best Boston teams. Well, I mean, what's, like what's the best Boston team? Are you saying the, ba- the, Patriots? the Patriots? The Patriots? The I, Patriots. Mean, I mean, I also love the Patriots. I do not love the Patriots, but I think unarguably they're the best Boston team. They've been really, really good for the last 20 years. That's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, the Celtics have 17 championships. So, you know, like that's like, unlike the Lakers who won a bunch of championships as like Minnesota Lakers, they, that doesn't count. We have 17 titles as the Boston Celtics. But anyway, these are, these are aside the point. The, the point would be that the regular season doesn't matter. That's, that's pointless. The regular season doesn't matter? It is pointless, 100%. What would make you say a thing like that? So first, first of course, for people who are listening and you're like, I'm not a huge sports fan, we'll, we'll take it and we'll spin this towards campus ministry something more relevant to our, towards your non-sports we fandom. We always do. We always do. We always do. I just want to make it explicitly clear for... The, for baseball, for hockey, and for basketball, all the professional sports leagues, that's what we're really talking about here. The regular season is a long process. There's lots and lots of games. NHL, I forget, has like, like what, 80 games, 60 games. The NBA has 82. And, the, and baseball has like 160-something. Like, it's really, really hard to remember how many of those games are. I mean, the, those games matter so little. Sometimes they play two of them in the same day. They do. They do. They do back to backs. And it's like also like, you know, arguably, if you could just play the sport as a professional, like three hours, take a two hour break and then play another three hour game. Like, I don't know how. Well, it, it does. It does kick into my my thing, which we're not going to get into today, I promise. But I do think that baseball should not be considered a sport. Yeah, I mean, it. it it has more to do with like the, in common with like esports than than like than other sports. But anyway, sure, we're hanging out, we're trash talking. You're convinced that the regular season doesn't matter, right? 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 So here, here's here's some primary evidence in the basketball realm in the NBA. Three superstar players: Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving, who are some of the three of like the top twenty something players in the league. They're all playing on the same team. They're playing for the Brooklyn Nets. And they have played a grand total of eight games together and played for around 200 minutes. So, I mean, part of what happens in 
the NBA with these long seasons is you have players who are injured, you mm-hmm. have players who are traded in the middle of the season, you've got players who are enduring contract disputes and so take time out now in coronavirus, you've got illnesses and things like that. And so it's less and less like a team is winning these championships and more and more like a superstar is winning the championships. Well, I mean, as a super fan of the NBA, I think you need a certain competency level of your players in order to get to there, right? And then your superstars are the ones that are going to be able to take you to the top, right? The problem is, is that because basketball players are getting so good, the floor to get to the playoffs itself is so much lower because there's lots and lots and lots of really good players. Okay, are we? Are you saying the ceiling is the roof? This, yeah, I mean uh, that—that's a college basketball take for our for our mutually despised Tar Heels. So that—that's a different that's a different podcast entirely. But this is a big deal because as you see less differentiation amongst All Star players, it makes it so that the regular season, what it's accomplishing is it's really just grinding people out, and so it's making it so that. What allows someone to be a champion isn't just pure athletic prowess. It's your ability to endure 82 games. Right. And, and there's something to be said about consistency, right? Like if, if your surgeon will do a good job half the time, I don't know if I want them as my surgeon. <laughs> yeah, right? well, because the, the consequences of them messing up your surgery are so high. Right. But in, in this case, when you talk about the regular season doesn't matter. Does that mean, like, you know, it's all about the playoffs? There's other pieces here, too, right? In the NHL, the hockey leagues, there's been so many upsets uh, from the worst team, supposedly, by the seed, right? Like, once you get a certain record, you all get slotted based on your record to a different seed. You play the best, supposedly best and worst teams. In hockey, that's basically just become meaningless, right? And it, and there's been plenty of eight seeds who have won. There's been plenty of seven seeds who have won. There's plenty of upsets. And it like basically has just not had any correlation whether the teams win or not. It just seems like everybody gets to the playoffs and then you just kind of throw darts at a wall and see what happens. So, so Kyle, help me wrap my mind around a ministry application to this. Uh, when you say the regular season doesn't matter, What's the regular season for ministry during the disruption? Not 1000% sure here, but for me personally, I think that feels like the, as a, as a campus minister in university, to me, that feels like ministry partner development. It's where we work with people to develop partnerships over time where they're going to support our ministries through prayer and finances, right? So we're asking them for money. We're asking them to pray for us. We're asking them to connect with more people. That's what MPD is. We're, it's our fundraising and, and prayer development arm. So to make this analogy, you'd feel like that's the regular season. And then the thing that matters is what? For a regular campus staff would be like, you know, NSO, like conversions. What, what is NSO? NSO is our new student outreach, reaching out to all the new students, getting them into one of our events, our large group sharing the gospel with them, conversions, leadership development. That's like the championship. That's like the playoffs. That's like where we're really going to be judged, right? We're going to be like understood. Like this is where our significance kind of comes from. And like in a parallel, right? If you don't get a good enough record in the regular season, you don't make the playoffs, right? But once you make the playoffs, you're in it. You can't, it doesn't matter what the record was before. 
right? And it kind of feels like that with MPD too. It's like MPD slash like the fundraising stuff is I need enough money to, to do the job. But after that, I'm not thinking about it for the rest of the year. I'm just trying to, to, to reach people for the gospel. There is something about like, if you have that short-term perspective that says the regular season doesn't matter, I'm just going to do the minimum amount of ministry partnership development in order to get myself to campus to do the stuff that I think is really important. It does come across to your potential ministry partners. If you're a student listening to this, a great analogy for this might be your academic studies. Mm -hmm. If you say, you know, I'm really passionate about InterVarsity and I'm excited about ministry and I'm majoring in InterVarsity. And so I'm just going to do the minimum lip service to my coursework. What happens is in the short term, you might see some ministry gains from neglecting ministry partnership development, neglecting fundraising, neglecting your classes if you're a student leader. But in the long run, you pay for it. Your ministry is actually not healthier. And, and this is what I'll say about the Nets. I, you know, I haven't watched a single NBA game this year. So, you know, call me an idiot. If they haven't played together during the regular season and they can't find a way to learn to play together during the regular season, you're not going to see them in the playoffs as champions year after year after year. There'll be a flash in the pan, someone who just bought themselves a championship, and then they'll be gone. There are practices for sustained success, right? So you mentioned the most successful slash the best Boston team, the Patriots, right? They're pretty famous for all of their little habits and their little grunt work things where things don't seem to matter, right? That really matter. For example, right, the in the NFL, they have a situation where they have their training camps, right, where they're practicing to get ready for the season. And unlike pretty much any other professional team, the Patriots spend most of their training camp on cardio. And specifically what they do is there's these old, terrible hills in the back of their practice facility, and they run up and down the hills over and over and over. Everybody hates it, except once you've become... Like once you've been in the organization for like eight years and these people who, are, who get interviewed afterwards and they've won like two championships, three championships, they said that was where we won the championship, right? If you could think of my, one of my favorite Super Bowls in 2015, when the Patriots played the Falcons and the Falcons started losing all their energy in the fourth quarter and the Patriots were still fully energized. It was like their cardio, their cardio won in the end. And that's something that I would encourage you to do if you're listening to this. Think through what is it that I need to do in the regular season. It could be your ministry partnership development. If you're on staff with InterVarsity and you're going out and you're raising some money and you're finding people who are going to pray for your ministry and you're asking if anyone wants to volunteer with you on campus, like if you're doing that right now, like that matters. It could be if you're a student leader and you're thinking about your classes for next year and you're thinking about your ministry leadership, you're trying to figure out how to fit them together you need to figure that out. Like it's important that you figure it out mm -hmm. because that's where championships are, are ultimately won. And, you know, for many of us, whether you're a student, whether you're staff, faculty, volunteer, your life with God feels like the regular season. Like mm -hmm. I wake up, I journal, I pray, I read scripture, I, I take retreats, I take a Sabbath. You know, those things, like it feels very regular season, ordinary, not extraordinary. And yet that is where 
the depth of my ministry comes from and has for 20 years. Right. And when I neglect the regular season, it's hard to show up for the playoff. Here's the other deal too, right? Just because even if you somehow get this super high and you channel it and you get to the proverbial playoffs and you've achieved this very like spiritual high experience, right? It doesn't mean like everything's going to be perfect or great from then on either, right? Um, Because that's the illusion of the championship too. Like, ah, yes, we're going to win the championship and we're going to be set for life, right? Kevin Durant, the very player on the Nets, admitted after he won his first championship and, and kind of did some similar stuff, he's like, I thought this would change everything and it didn't change that much, right? That's right. Because you know what follows the championship game? Another regular season? Another regular season, yeah. <laughs> Another regular season. So this is also true, Like if I think about the Bible, right? You have Elijah go up on the hill, have this giant showdown with prophets of an enemy religion, and like fire gets rained down and God shows up in a big way. And then like the next day, he, he's running away and he's like, he, he wants to die because he's like, Jesus, where are you? Right? And, and that, just, that just happens, right? And like, just because he has this giant moment where fire rains down and God shows up in this giant spiritual experience and giant victory for, for, for Jesus and the kingdom of God. Two or three days later, he's at the bottom. That's where some of us are right now, is we just have had this epic spiritual experience of a pandemic, online ministry. We've seen God do remarkable things. And we're wanting to kind of curl up in a cave, eat some bread, take a nap, and die. And if that's where you are, like this is a good reminder to you that the regular season actually does matter. It does, it does make a difference. Rest, recover, pray, rally your team around you to pray for you, to support your work. Re-engage with your schoolwork in a, a meaningful way. That's what it looks like for us to depend on the spirit. In the passage itself with Elijah, like God sends miracles to, to him to basically just take care of him. In the morning, he gets like fresh bread or like and stuff, just like kind of like magically appearing with like ravens and stuff. Ravens. Yeah. Which is like cool, man. Like the Game of Thrones raven. Totally. God sent a raven. Yes. Instead of like weird magical forces. And the other thing I would also recommend, too, is I know from our former guest, Stephen Rowe, recommended a book to me called Liturgy of the Ordinary, which is really useful oh, for this particular yeah. kind of subject, talking about how to treat the regular season like it's God's regular season, so to speak. Totally. Tish, Tish Harrison Warren, fantastic book. One of the spiritual practices she talks about in the book is the spiritual discipline of making your bed. I read that book and I started doing that. And make my bed every morning and then I sit on it so that it gets a little bit messy so it's not perfect. And you know, have a little bit of time with God in a freshly made, slightly rumpled bed. If you're looking for a spiritual practice that you could try out, that would be great. You should follow at ministry during the disruption on Instagram. Check us out. We don't post incredibly often, but we do share things. I shared something this past week that I thought was really helpful and insightful. We're a great follow. I am not being arrogant about that. We're just like, it's a, we're a great follow on Instagram. So if you're looking for ideas, tips, hints, tricks, who's doing ministry during the disruption well, check out our Instagram, uh, particularly pay attention to our stories where we reshare stuff we're seeing from around the campus ministry space. That's Instagram. What else should people do, Kyle, if they want to stay connected with us? They should check out our sponsor. Today's sponsor is the Ministry Playbook. 
We've been talking about this concept that the regular season doesn't matter, but it does. It really does. And as people in ministry, whether we're volunteering, whether you're a student leader, whether you're a campus staff, depending on the spirit makes all the difference to your ministry. Right now, the ministry playbook has a free course available on depending on the spirit. They work through how we depend on the spirit, what kind of impact that has on us, and how that shapes our ministry. In particular, I want to highlight the listening prayer evangelism section is just phenomenal, worth the entire course of this free playbook course. Check it out at theministryplaybook.com. That's the ministryplaybook.com. Thank you.